Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Canadian Civil Liberties Association, now get this, and 14 other civil liberties groups are calling for a robust inquiry into why the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, introduced the Emergencies Act. The CCLA writes in part, and I quote, the people of Canada deserve to hear from their officials about why they took the steps they did. They deserve accountability, and Canadians are owed the truth as to why their civil liberties were suspended. End quote. Kara Zwiebel is the Director of Fundamental Freedom for the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. Zwiebel, thank you very much. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to talk to you again. So, now, the federal government is required to hold an inquiry into the Declaration of the Emergencies Act. Can you tell us what the process is by the book? Um, so, under the statute, they're uh, within 60 days of the emergency proclamation being revoked. They're supposed to uh, appoint an inquiry. Uh, but there's not really a lot of detail beyond that in the Act about what, what needs to be done. And so one of the reasons that we got together with other groups um, and called for you know, a, a really meaningful and robust inquiry is because there there is the potential that they could just sort of do something very superficial to tick the box and say that they've done it. And um, we, we don't want that, obviously. And we've seen that uh, when they've had parliamentary committees, and not necessarily anyone in particular, although I'm thinking about the one uh, where Jody Wilson-Raybould and her situation was featured. So the government, or whichever the government of the day happens to be, and if they have the majority of the people on the committee, and if they're the government they do, they can in fact uh, structure and direct where the conversation, where the testimony goes. That's a concern for you, I would imagine. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, the Act does, you know, require also this parliamentary review committee, which has already formed and already started its work. So this is supposed to be something different. And our, you know, our our primary sort of uh, message here was make sure that this is something truly independent. Um, you know, ideally, I think we'd want the not not just cabinet to sort of make a decision about who is heading up this inquiry, but for there to be consultation with other parties. Um, and to give the person or people that are leading the inquiry the powers that um, that they would have under the Inquiries Act, which is the power to compel witnesses, the power to compel documents, um, so that we really, you know, we give whoever's leading this the tools that they need to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, we have to remember, I mean, this has to be front and center in people's memory and when we think about this inquiry, our civil liberties were arbitrarily suspended. Yeah, I mean, there was there was an order that affected every person in the country, you know, from from coast to coast to coast, um, that restricted the the freedom to peacefully assemble, that restricted, um, you know, other charter rights, and that gave the government powers to um, to freeze assets and and do all kinds of things without the, the sort of due process protections that are normally in place. So um, we need to understand um, first of all whether you know whether it was justified for the government to go in and declare the emergency, but also um, how did we get to the point where the government decided that was necessary, and um, how do we make sure we don't get to that point again? Mm -hmm. So uh, just quoting again from the news release from the CCLA, let's be crystal clear, an inquiry that does not include the sworn testimony of major players involved and the production of documents is a sham, end quote. Do you want the Prime Minister question directly? Um, 
I mean, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't discount that possibility. I, I think that um, there's obviously going to be, you know, discussions about what, what is covered here by, by cabinet confidences. But um, I think that the person that's responsible for, for leading this inquiry or the, or the people, if it's a, if it's a panel, um, you know, they, they need to hear from whoever they think is required to get to the bottom of it. And I, I mean, it's quite, quite possible that the prime minister would be one of those people. So you can manage who's going to be testifying at an inquiry, but you cannot manage, if you present them, documentation without redaction. And in this particular instance, if you receive documentation with significant redaction, that would be a major concern. So can you give us an idea, a sense of what kind of documentation you'd like to see presented at the inquiry? Yeah, I mean, I think probably um, it, it would be important to understand the, the communication and correspondence between various levels of government, you know, between um, particularly a lot of the blockade activity was was um, sort of concentrated in Ontario between the Ontario provincial government and the federal government and possibly, you know, the Ottawa municipal government. I think um, that kind of correspondence is probably significant. Um you know the the government is was required when they declared uh, the, the the emergency to to put a justification forward to um, to, to the House of Commons and Senate and um, and they did that and you know I guess the question is is there is there more is there something that wasn't included in the, in the, those documents that would be um, would be relevant to see so I, I think that those are some of the pieces that um, this inquiry would need to get to the bottom of. Now, I agree with you 100%, because, again, as you uh, point out, the civil rights of Canadians were compromised at the very least. So if this inquiry does not move forward in a truly investigative manner, what's the danger to Canadians as far as our civil civil liberties are concerned? I mean, I, I think, first of all, if, you know, if the cost of doing this doesn't seem sufficiently high to the government, then... Um, there is obviously a concern that they'll do it again, and um, you know that that maybe they'll do it um, again with it without people may have different views about whether it was justified this time around. Um, but but you know the the concern obvi- obviously is that if you open the door and then future governments walk right through it uh, whenever they think it's necessary to. Um, I think also there was a lot of trust. Um, you know the the whole lead up to the declaration of this of the emergency and um, and then the fact of its declaration. Um, I think we saw a lot of people losing um, trust in their government institutions. You know, being sort of confused about how how this could be allowed to happen and and how we could get to this place. And I think the inquiry is an opportunity to try and rebuild some of that trust. And so I, I would hope that the government doesn't squander that opportunity. I think that. Um, it, you know, if we don't have a meaningful inquiry, then, um, you know, some of the people that already feel pretty uh, disaffected and, um, you know, pretty sort of um, disillusioned about, about the state of things um, will we'll become further entrenched. If we have something that does, you know, that is truly transparent, that appears to be open and, and independent, I think there's a possibility at least of, of you know, bringing people back to a place where they have some some sense of trust in their government. They have the responsibility to provide the answers as to why they, in fact, 
placed the Emergencies Act, uh, put the Emergencies Act in place, activated it. Um, have you received any signals at all from the government about how much cooperation they're expected to or are willing to provide? Um, no, I mean, with the inquiry, we don't know anything about, about their plans. I think the, the deadline for them to appoint the inquiry is, is coming up fairly soon. So um, I would imagine there will be an announcement in the next week or two. Um, but so we, we don't have any information. I know that um, a, a separate piece of this is, is that the, the CCLA and a, a number of other groups have also initiated um, an application in federal court for judicial review of the decision to invoke the Emergencies Act. Um, and so that's a different process, um, and one that we, we think is also very important. Um, and in that case, the government has, um, at least so far, has, um, you know, tried to, to tell the court they'd like to schedule something to make an argument that, that it's moot. So, um, basically that because the emergency is over, um, there isn't a need for, for this to be heard in court. And, um, so far the court has said you can make those arguments. When the, when the case is heard, it's not it's not an issue that they're um, going to hear in advance. Um, and so they're telling the government, I think, you know, prepare your, your case. This is a case that you are going to have to answer. Is there any way that our listeners can engage with the CCLA and, and uh, the other organizations that are demanding a robust inquiry? Absolutely. Um, you know, you can um, certainly visit our website, ccla.org, and... Uh, and, and sign up to get updates. We, of course, uh, we rely on donations, so that's always very welcome. Um, all of the groups that are involved in this, um, you know, have an online presence. And um, and I think as, as things move forward, we'll be putting out more updates uh, about, you know, what, what role we'll be playing in whatever this inquiry looks like. And so um, people should stay tuned for that. And, and um, there might be opportunities to, to hear from people about... Uh, about how they're affected. That's the other thing that we would hope an inquiry would do is, is hear from Canadians about, um, you know, about their experience during the lead up to and um, the aftermath of the, the declaration. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.